Welcome to Happened Here. People, places, and the stories they tell. I'm Stephen Fry, host of this episode, Tears of a Clown. Clowns have been fooling around for millennia. But at the end of the 18th century, one man changed the face of clowning forever. Joseph Grimaldi created the blueprint for the modern clown. He invented the colourful, charismatic figure you can still see today at a big top near you. In this episode, we explore the literal high point of Grimaldi's early career, the origins of the now standard clown makeup, and his slow and sad demise. One word of warning there will be blubs. Without further ado, let's begin. Sadler's Wells Theatre, Rosebury Avenue, Clerkenwell, London. He swung Joseph with the utmost velocity. Written by James Rampton, performed by Joanna Lumley. It was all going so well. It is 1781, and Giuseppe Grimaldi, the beloved resident buffoon at the Sadler's Wells Theatre, has just come on stage to the familiar sound of rapturous applause. Dressed in the traditional clown costume of blue-tinted Mohican hair, a fancy white ruff, red polka-dot jerkin and voluminous pantaloons, he soaks up the acclaim, making myriad ostentatious bows to every part of the theatre. His hugely popular act is going superbly as Giuseppe comes to his grand finale. As a showstopper, he marches his three-year-old son Joseph who is playing a monkey, onto the stage and slips a chain around his waist. To sustained gasps from the packed audience, Giuseppe lifts up his son and slowly starts to rotate him round his head. Gradually, like an Olympic hammer thrower, the father builds up speed until he is swinging Joseph in circles with what Charles Dickens later described as the utmost velocity. As Joseph flies round his father's head, like a dizzy hummingbird, the chain suddenly breaks with a resounding snap. The young boy soars through the air, flapping his arms wildly, and crashes with an almighty smash amongst the startled violinists and cellists in the orchestra pit. It is the worst din ever to have emanated from the musical nerve centre of the theatre. Startled oohs reverberate around the auditorium. An exceedingly well-dressed lady, wearing a tiara in the royal box, drops her fan in horror. At the same time, a man in the front row tears off his wig and hurls it on the ground in shock. Joseph's unplanned visit to the orchestra pit has caused widespread consternation, you might even say pandemonium. But it is also what made him famous and helped him eclipse his father's more prosaic and predictable term of Commedia dell'arte style buffoonery, an art form which had not changed for the past three centuries. This memorable moment, which is the subject of a lovely illustration by George Cruikshank in Dickens' fated 1853 Memoirs of Grimaldi, instantly became a cause célèbre in London. Joseph received 
rave reviews for it. It was the first, but certainly not the last time, that one of his performances grabbed the headlines. A natural clown and a gifted crowd-pleaser, he grew up to develop an entirely new style of clowning and became the most celebrated performer of his time. Joseph is the man credited with creating the very idea of a clown in this country. He invented everything, from the white face makeup with tears running down his face, the tears of a clown, anyone? To the catchphrases, here we are again, and the traditional clown name of Joey. However, Joseph has not left us. You will no doubt be delighted to learn that on certain nights, it is still said to be possible to see him. His ghost is reputed to haunt the corridors of the Theatre Royal. Never fear, though, he's a friendly ghost. He is thought to calm nervous young actors and put them at their ease. He is even reported to accompany them to the stage so that they are completely comfortable when they step out in front of us. Joseph Grimaldi, a performer who, to the very last, is eager to please his audience. Grimaldi's unexpected visit to the orchestra pit elevated him to fame. But there is always a poignancy about the man behind the mask. Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, Covent Garden. Make em Laugh. Written by James Rampton. Performed by Joanna Lumley. A young man walks into the doctor's. No, please bear with me. This joke does have a point, I can assure you. Dejectedly, the man tells the doctor that he's living under a cloud of depression. Trying his best to gee up his patient, the doctor says to him, why don't you do something happy, like going to see Joseph Grimaldi the clown? The young man hangs his head despondently and whispers, Ah, but doctor, I am Grimaldi. Grimaldi was the clown who invented the concept of laughter through tears but it happened quite by chance. He grew up as the sorcerer's apprentice to his father, Giuseppe, who was, for many years, the resident clown at the Theatre Royal. However, offstage, belying his smiley, clownish demeanour, Giuseppe was a vindictive and violent man who beat his children with alarming frequency. He also had an unhealthy fixation with death. As the sickest kind of practical joke, he would often fake his own demise by lying on his bed in a deathly pose, just for the pleasure of seeing his children jump out of their skin when they came into the room. Giuseppe even managed to torment his children after his death in 1788 from dropsy. Is there a more 18th century disease? He went so far as to bribe his oldest daughter Mary with five pounds in his will to decapitate his corpse as he was terrified of being buried whole. A creepy, cruel man, Giuseppe was the very opposite of a cuddly, compassionate father. That sadistic streak leaked into his stage act. From the age of two, Joseph, or Joey, as he became widely known, acted as his father's sidekick, capering about the stage as a monkey, fairy, demon, or imp. One night in 1882, Giuseppe had taken exception to something his fidgety young son had done in the wings. In an instant, 
Giuseppe flew into a characteristically vicious rage and struck him a fearful blow. Joey immediately burst into floods of tears. They cascaded down his whitened cheeks, dragging dark droplets of thick mascara as they fell. They left long, black rivulets on his face, like skid marks on a racetrack. The boy had no time to redo his makeup as his father bundled him on stage for the clown's grand finale. As he stumbled out from the wings, Joey's newly stripy face caught the full glare of the footlights. Believing this magnetic concatenation of happiness and sadness to be a deliberate and radical new addition to the clown's traditional look, the audience erupted with delight. Livid that his son was hogging what he thought was his God-given right to applause, Giuseppe again belted Joey hard and fast. The tears again flowed, further embellishing the already intricate lattice of black lines on the boy's face. Once again, the masses crammed into the Theatre Royal Auditorium imagined this was all part of the act and leapt to their feet, acclaiming this revolutionary take on the clown persona. Ever since, famous clowns from Marcel Marceau to Joachim Phoenix's Joker have worn lachrymose makeup as a tribute to Joey, the boy who accidentally gave the world the tears of a clown. As Grimaldi might have said, don't let my glad expression give you the wrong impression. Theatre Royal, Drury Lane. I make you laugh at night, but I'm grim all day. Written by James Rampton. Performed by Joanna Lumley. There is nothing so pitiless as the abrupt end of a glorious showbiz career. Joseph, or Joey Grimaldi, the resident clown at the Theatre Royal for two decades at the end of the 18th century, was a star from his earliest days. The actress Mrs Jordan described him as a genius, yet unapproached. He was the best-loved performer of the Regency era, and when he missed a season after a contractual dispute, graffiti started to appear all over London, proclaiming, Joey forever! Long before the invention of the charts, Joey had what would surely have been a number one single with hot codlins. This enormously popular ditty was an audience participation song about a roasted apple seller who becomes more and more inebriated on gin as she wanders around London plying her trade. A little old woman, her living she got by selling codlins hot, hot, hot. But, as Lemony Snicket wrote at the beginning of a series of unfortunate events, if you are interested in stories with happy endings, then you would be better off somewhere else. Despite Joey's many career successes, tragedy was always his close companion. When his beloved first wife, Maria, died in childbirth in 1800, he would perform two shows a night in a futile attempt to shut out his overwhelming sense of grief. Joey deteriorated further, as his body paid an increasingly high price for the intensely physical nature of his performance. 
His daredevil act meant he was constantly sustaining serious injuries. He once shattered his collarbone, making a deliberate pratfall through a trapdoor at the Theatre Royal. In the end, he was unable to walk unaided. With each step, he felt as if daggers were being driven into his destroyed knees and ankles. This crippling condition forced him to retire at the age of just 45. From that moment until his death 13 years later, an aura of sadness stuck to Grimaldi like a burr to a woolly jumper. He passed away on the night of the 31st of May, 1837, alcoholic, alone, penniless, and deeply, deeply bitter. To emphasise his misery, just before he died, Joey made a final hollow joke. I make you laugh at night, but am grim all day. Upon his passing, an obituary in the London Illustrated News declared that Grimaldi is dead and hath left no peer. We fear with him the spirit of pantomime has disappeared. But, and this will no doubt not surprise you, the newspaper was wrong. Grimaldi's spirit did not die with him. It lives on in an annual service in his honour that has been going since 1946. It takes place on the first Sunday of every February at the Holy Trinity Church in Hackney. It is attended by hundreds of clowns from all over the world who turn up in full costume. You can rest assured that many a clown's tears are shed at that service. Joey is also remembered at the churchyard of St James's in Pentonville, where he's buried. It is named the Joseph Grimaldi Park and features a memorial composed of bronze musical tiles spread out across the ground. If you tap dance on them in the right order, the tiles will play you a song in honour of the fated clown. The name of that song? <laughs> That's right, Hot Codlins. A little old one, a living she got, selling hot codlins, hot, hot, hot. A grim ending for Grimaldi. Happened here. People, places, and the stories they tell. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, tell your friends and leave us a kind review and a rating on your podcast platform of choice. But for now, everybody involved in Happened Here, the writers, the hosts, the performers, thank you for listening. Do come again. We've got lots more stories to tell. <laughs>